Hello there, podcast listeners. It's Future Major Grunge here. I had the good fortune to be able to have a sort of post-podcast interview with Thug Kage, which you can currently find on her Twitch channel. It'll be a uh, VOD, which I'm linking in the show notes. Uh, upon this podcast release, it'll be one of the most recent ones, but I'm sure some people will listen to this after the fact. If you go through the VOD collection on Thug Kage's channel, which is also linked in the show notes, you'll see it. You'll see a little photo of me talking to Thug Kage, and I believe the title is something along the lines of conversations. And um, Anyways, it was, fantastic. it was a fantastic time. So this podcast is wonderful, and if you liked what we had to say here, and you weren't there for the live interview, that might be something you enjoy as well. As always, if you're enjoying the podcast, I really would appreciate it if you'd share it with your friends, your family, your dog, and give us a five-star review. And without any more ado, here we go into the content. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Major Grunge Audio Experience. Coming to you this summer on VHS. Not really. But I have here with me today in a real studio, I promise, a special guest, Thug Kage. Hello, Thug Kage. Hello, Major Grunge. How are you? I'm doing super well. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast because I feel like, a, I don't even know, time flies, uh, especially in quarantine and when you, a lot of your life is on the internet, like myself. I lose track of days. Uh, I lose track of the numbers that are assigned to different hours. Uh, being a nocturnal doesn't help. There's a lot of things working against me, but I feel like I've known you for a while on Twitch. Yes, 100%. And you know, I completely feel that. I thought today was September 5th for a couple hours. Um <laughs> <laughs> yes. How wild. It's almost October. It's nearly time to get spooky. Spooky, scary. Yes. No, I am so excited to be on here. You know, it does feel like we have known each other for a really long time when I feel like it hasn't been as long as we think. So I, I completely know, yeah. understand. I feel like uh, I can befriend someone on Twitch for maybe a couple weeks. And if I'm in their chat a lot and I'm interacting with them a lot, all of a sudden it's like I've known you all my life, you know. I'm yeah, you sure. know their whole life story, all the trauma, all everything. <laughs> <laughs> if sometimes it's just like. I'm not that close with people nowadays, uh, and I'm. We talked about this a little bit before the podcast. I'm I'm quite a bit of an introvert. I'm coming to realize, and so I think it's just people that I do choose to talk to are few and far between. So whenever I am talking to someone a lot, I'm like, oh yeah, that's one of my that's one of my you know good friends in my mind. But like really, it's just I don't know many people or not anymore. I used to. Yeah. No. I 100. percent like feel the same way about that i'm kind of a person as well where i cannot talk to somebody for four months and then just kick it off because that feels like a friendship more than like my introverted mind like it doesn't Absolutely. need to be a daily thing oh my god that's so dead on i actually it really bums me out because i have some friends that i think feel bad because maybe i don't talk to them a lot but really i'm the same way i may not talk to someone for two years and then i'll just like all of a sudden kick it back off i don't know i just i don't like to stay plugged in socially for extended periods of time you know how some people are always texting back and forth i can't do that at all no no i think for an introvert it can feel like another and this isn't in a bad way but one of those energy draining responsibilities yes. that you kind of just it weighs down on you and it's not you don't want it to feel like that and it's not because of them it's just your energy bar it's like ah, help me <laughs> absolutely no that's exactly how it feels and i've, I've always I think I remember being really into texting people, maybe in like middle school or high school, but late high school into college, I just started becoming um, like Johnny Do Not Disturb. And uh, I kind of love that. 
Same. I'm one of those people that will get a message and I will purposely not open it because I know once I open it, I feel like I will be obligated to respond. So I'll be like, no. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm always have a bunch of unread messages because I do eventually want to respond to them. But I also, I also know that if I read it, I'm more likely to forget it ever existed in the first place. Cause like without the little unread message, I'm, I'm going to maybe open it, read it, feel like I can't respond. And then I completely forget it exists. And then the person Maybe feels like I completely ignored them. Exactly. Because you got to give that five paragraph response. It's either all effort or none. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Lately, I have given a few short responses and I always worry that people think I'm angry at them, but I'll be just like busy and they'll be like, how are you doing? I'll be like, not so bad. Pretty good, actually. And and then I'm and then I think in my mind, I'm like, they're so used to me giving these real responses. What if they think I'm pissed at them? I overthink Same. it. Same. <laughs> Same. I will think about it all night, the day after, and for two more years. <laughs> yes. Honestly, though, it's 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 very shocking. I I don't really understand my my mind or or brain whatsoever, and I I'm almost okay with not getting it at this point. I think I'm, I'm I think I've just kind of decided that I'm gonna do my best to be like the healthiest version of myself that I can be. But I'm also just like shaking hands with my demons, quote unquote. And, uh, yeah. and just like willing to acknowledge that, Hey, I'm not good at these things and I'm okay with not being good at them. I guess that's where I'm at. I get that. I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, I was watching a stream actually a couple weeks ago. It was a mental health stream and I am somebody who has terrible anxiety, terrible anxiety from everything. Just Everything I say, do, respond. I'm always wondering, was that enough? Did that seem happy enough? Do they think I'm trying to get out of these plans? Like that is my brain process 24 seven. And I was watching a stream where somebody actually compared anxiety to like a very large puppy. And instead of kind of like demonizing your anxiety and making it a bad thing, kind of just looking at it as a way of, you know, your puppy needs food and attention and that's okay. Like your puppy just needs love instead of being like, this is drowning me and I feel bad and anxiety is terrible. So I've kind of been trying to look at it like that too. Like my puppy is just very, very hungry. (laughs) I could see that. What is depression then? Like what's a metaphor? I'm curious. I've, I've never really had, I guess I have a little bit of anxiety nowadays. That's actually something I talked about in, in a, another podcast I recorded earlier this week that'll come out eventually. But like every time I go outside now, I feel like I'm going to war. And it's just because, I mean, I'm a, I'm a leftist, I'm an anarchist, and a lot of the world, at least in the U.S. right now, feels like it wants to kill me. And uh, <clears throat> that's like sometimes anxiety for me, but mo- mo- more or less, I don't really, I don't think I'm a person that has anxiety in, in the sense of like, um, I guess a chronic sense is what the main differentiation is between you know anxiety and just feeling anxious yeah yeah 100 percent. but i absolutely have the the big daddy depression depression 100 percent. puppy that needs to go on walk yeah that's probably what it is yeah you know (laughs) and i think depression can be hard too because a lot of the times you don't know when it's happening you really don't it's so sneaky Mm-hmm. It can be something small from your apartment or your home starting to get very messy to how you're feeling to taking a shower, feeling like it is a war 
it's these small things I think that start creeping up for people and you just think, Oh, you know, I'm just tired or it's just this, or it's just that. And then you start really looking around and it hits you and you're like, Oh my gosh, this might actually be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I've been struggling for de with depression for the better part of my life. I would say, I don't remember when I wasn't depressed. And when I say that people, you know, I don't, you know, I'm okay with it, I guess is, is what I'm saying. But I have gotten good at managing some aspects of it. I think about two and a half years ago, I became really hardcore about cleaning and maintaining my space and the organization of it and, and, and all of that, because I noticed it did make me feel a lot better and it allowed me to assert control over my environment, even when I wasn't feeling particularly strong. But um, there's other ways that it gets me like I, I Whenever I'm in a real big depressive funk, and it happens to me a lot in the summer, so I'm kind of just now getting out of one, I get so exhausted, and I'll sleep like two or three times a day, and I beat myself up about it, and uh, well, I hate that. I don't even know how to, how to beat it. I guess antidepressants kind of work, but they don't really work that well for me, at least historically. Yeah, 100%. I totally understand that. Mine is actually fall. <laughs> so I completely oh, no. feel that. And you kind of, when it's a season as well, and you go outside, I don't know about you with summer, but I swear like smells or a certain feeling can kind of just like trigger that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and you kind of, that kind of puts you in a place like, okay, am I remembering something? Did this happen in the past? It gives you that almost like deja vu feeling, which puts you in that episode. So I completely understand where you're going from, coming from. And it's hard too, because I am very similar, you know, on my days off from streaming and work, I will sleep all day sometimes and oh, I will beat myself up. Yeah. I always yeah. beat myself up about it. I'll be like, you should be doing work behind the scenes. I'll just be like flogging myself. You should be doing video, uh, edit, social. And, you know, just like yelling buzzwords at myself as I just flog myself mercilessly. Same. I am like, you didn't post on Instagram today. How could you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, your followers are going to hate you. That's how I feel. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, you haven't said two things in your discord. You are trash. <laughs> It's so shocking how much accountability I feel for those things, even though I don't think anyone, I don't think there's maybe like one person that gets upset about that, but basically nobody in, in my community at least ever cares about it, even though I think that I'm letting them down. Yeah. And I think, you know, as a content creator too, you really are the person who holds yourself to the highest and you are the hardest on yourself. And especially, you know, I know you and I, a lot of the times will get on other people about taking breaks and be like, no, go take a break, like take a break. You deserve this. Nobody's going to think anything of it. But then when you and I take a break, it's like, no, this is not okay yeah. <laughs> to ourselves. Oh my God. Absolutely. I really wish I could solve this fucking puzzle, but but I absolutely feel that all the time. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's almost like you just can't take your own advice because you're so hard on yourself and you're so judgmental of yourself. But from the outside, nobody else sees it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's uh, it's eternally strange. I think we, we mentioned we were talking before the podcast as well about just I have I have a ton of energy usually when I'm live. Um, until I, until I crash, which I sometimes do, but I used to be able to, when I first started streaming, I would do five, 10 hour streams a week and I would stay pretty high energy throughout it. But as soon as I was offline, it was sleep. And so back then my schedule was basically, I just streamed a ton and I didn't have, I had friends, but I didn't really talk to them. 
I was just living in a shitty apartment in Jacksonville at the time, and I was kind of just trying to build a new future for myself, I guess. And I don't recommend that streaming strategy to anybody, but I just remember at one point having a ton of energy for it. And then that, that energy kind of fluctuates. But at the same time, like now I know for sure by the time I end stream, like as soon as the stop streaming button is pressed, it's my brain is totally fried and I'm done. Yeah, 100% same. That's crazy that you say that. I feel like we have so many things that we've done that are very similar and just very similar personality types because I was kind of the same way. I used to do streams till about 5 a.m. sometimes and just keep going, keep going. I'd feel horrible the next day, take a nap, do it again. And now, you know, my streams have definitely shortened themselves. They still are arguably long here and there but i think that has something to do too with as you know your community grows and you build more relationships you are using more energy because you are trying to keep up with a lot of different conversations because you want to make sure everybody feels welcomed and love to be there and so even if it's less time your brain is doing so many more different things. Whereas in the past, maybe it was, you were holding three conversations the whole time. And now maybe you're holding 20 and it's a lot more, especially on somebody who is introverted to make sure that you are giving the same passion to all of those. So it's like multiplying, multiplying and kind of taking out your energy bar at a quicker time. That's extremely true. Do you ever, so I, I sometimes go into, well, not really, I don't really do this habitually but i'll occasionally click on one of the bigger streams that's maybe on the front page like one of the famous people that uh like um i don't know who they are maybe uh tim tim the tap man i guess i've never been in his stream but someone in in his little tier of twitch and you know they don't really talk to twitch or talk to chat at all and of course their chat is like insane and like always running around but i always wonder i always wonder how one can get to a point of where they don't feel any responsibility to chat. And I'm not, I'm not, this isn't me condemning them. I think in a way I get it because if your stream is at a sufficiently large level, there's just no way you can keep up. But I feel like I would feel such an overwhelming sense of guilt about that. 100% same. And, you know, I do have a couple streaming friends myself that I've watched kind of go from affiliate to partner and I've watched their communities go from maybe 70 people to 270 people. And, so I've seen them in both where they did have a lot of chat interaction and then they don't. And I completely, you know, that always worries me as well. That used to really worry me back, back when I first started streaming, like I'm at one point, maybe I won't be able to hit every single message. And that was my biggest fear. I'm not going to be able to hit every single message. And now I can't hit every single message and I do miss messages. And now my next biggest fear is, you know, what comes after that. And I think about that all the time too. Like you said, it's kind of just a, situation where you don't want the people that have been there say since the beginning or for months or for a year to feel like you don't care about them anymore because that's not what it is but i think too with like kind of that overthinking personality that's where you get like okay i know personally i'm already terrible at dms i'm terrible at dms outside of streaming i'm terrible at replying to messages so bad so then if you take away the replying and streaming what do you have left is always like my biggest fear yeah absolutely i guess maybe because because I do now miss messages every now and then as well. And I felt bad about it for a while and I didn't feel so bad. And I also kind of reprogrammed my brain a little bit to realize whenever people were having kind of conversations just between the two of them in chat, where it was like at this person, at that person, I don't, I don't really uh, feel like I need to respond to those unless I, you know, get brought up or addressed directly. But uh, I, I, I still, yeah, I still struggle with it. I, I imagine I probably always will. 
Definitely. I completely agree, especially when, you know, there are some times where you have a community member that says something such as, oh, you missed my message or, oh, you don't want to talk to me. And, you know, whether that's a joke or not, it does kind of hit you as a oh streamer, especially when you're live. Yeah, that'll that's what feels like someone punching me in the gut. Mm-hmm, exactly. Or when it's brought up that you didn't reply to something offline, it just, yeah, it really starts to take a toll on you. And I think there's a lot of different emotions. It's kind of like a, oh, like, why, why do you, I, uh, like, almost like an angry, but more yeah, than angry. I'm it's usually kind of angry like at first, and then I feel really sad. Exactly. It kind of makes you like, how do you not know my schedule? How do you not know how busy I am? I promise I don't mean to be like this. And then you go into like the sad kind of phase of like, I don't want you to feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a roller coaster. I think I, I am a lot of times, well, you know, I think you also do this. I, especially whenever, cause you've done plenty of streams that are politically oriented as of I, and sometimes you just really have to dunk on people in chat. I will say one thing I'm really grateful for. One thing that maybe I can be a little bit proud of in my streamer toolkit is that when someone's acting in a way that I don't like or saying some shitty, like whatever, I could dunk on them easily and, and, you know, ban them and destroy them with no guilt. But when it's someone I know, it's, it's like, then they say something mildly upsetting or maybe they just say something like that. I I, I'm, I I find it hard to respond with any kind of like sassiness usually. It depends, but usually. Yeah, I completely get that as well. You know, especially during the streams that I had, which were centered around Black Lives Matter. I... Luckily, I wish it was no one, but there were three community members that had been around since the beginning of my streaming career that obviously had very bad opinions. And that is kind of when, you know, you go from, wow, you know, I am used to seeing this person every single day to, well, if you can't see this, I can't see us furthering this friendship. And it's kind of like that just slash of they were there the day before and then they're not. And that's always a very weird feeling, but I completely understand where you're coming from, where it's like some issues just are not tolerable no, and yeah. you just can't get back from it. I think one one handy thing for me has been ever since I the genesis of my streaming career, I've been aggressively political. Um, so it doesn't usually come as a surprise to people. Like, you know, if people have a problem with my politics, I usually get it out of the way pretty early on in the relationship. Um, but it's still like, I've, I've been surprised by some things here and there, but I, you know, what I've also noticed, and this is kind of the positive side of it is I've noticed plenty of people that hang out in my streams a lot that maybe weren't particularly involved in any kind of maybe like activism or even just discussions of political matters or, 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 you know, discussions on like black lives matter that they started talking about those things, maybe through their personal social medias or they started getting involved because I like brought, I don't know if it's because I brought up the issues, but I like to think that I at least helped them like get involved. And that is kind of like the, the, the real cool upside is like you lose some people, but maybe you also like bring some people around to doing the thing that you believe is right. And that they agree, you know, yeah, that's awesome, especially too when because you don't have to get rid of everybody who has a bad opinion or an opinion that you don't agree with just from the get go. When you do have those people that maybe do have that opinion that just doesn't feel right or it's just unacceptable, when they try to make that change, that's great. That's a step in the right direction. It's definitely those ones that are just, you know, this is my opinion. It's not changing. And when it has to do with something like human rights, well, then no, I don't have time for it. But when Agreed. you do have those people, yeah. But when you do have those people that are like, okay, you know what? Let me try to get this. Like, this is how I was raised. This is what I grew up around. Let me listen. Let me try to break out. 
from it. That's a completely 100% different path. And to me, realistically, that is the most important thing I think that someone can do is, is help others develop their perspectives. I, I think that realistically speaking, nobody changes their mind by receiving aggression or, you know, the way that Twitter handles things is they're always like roasting each other or like hot taking each other, et cetera. And I, I don't know. I imagine no one really thinks that anyone's mind is going to be changed by that, but maybe some people do. But I've always been of the opinion that if there's someone that's willing to change their mind, you know, you can like help them on that journey, but they have to get to the conclusion themselves. And so, yeah, I agree, you know, and I'm, I'm usually, I'm almost always down to have a discussion especially if it's not um, a, a, a point in history when there's a big sense of urgency uh, on activism. You know, I remember when I did my charity stream, I wasn't really entertaining any kind of anti-Black Lives Matter talk, but outside of the scope of, you know, a, a charity stream specifically focused to support Black Lives Matter, I may be willing to like have a discussion with someone as long as they were going to be cool about it and actually hear me out as long as they're not being an asshole, I guess is the big thing for me. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I agree with that process as well, because that is how I like to handle things. Now, I think there is a limit as well for me, because of course I have this whole kind of character where I can get very, you know, from thug kage to petty kage very quickly. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, and same here. I, get, I mean, I get petty quite frequently on stream. Mm hmm. And I kind of sometimes too, if I really start digging deep into that, I think that's a defense mechanism as well to like protect me as a streamer who is live broadcasting, like, especially coming from a background of growing up from, you know, toxic relationships or being bullied and kind of forming that personality from that, that we talked about earlier. Like, it's easier to just be like, look, I'm not taking this. And here's how it is. And we're done here yes. rather than listen to somebody consistently try to like p pick you apart piece from piece when you've already been used to that kind of growing up, it's better to just quickly be swift and done and boom. Same here. I deal with it quick. As soon as I see anyone kind of doing any, any sort of the negative kind of digging at me, I, I, I confront it aggressively and quickly. And I usually, I usually end up banning them. Uh, it depends because I usually like to throw it at them and I say, hey, here's this fucked up thing you're doing. Explain yourself. And then they, <laughs> you know, usually don't have a good explanation or they just start talking more shit and then I get rid of them. But I, I definitely think it's, I think it's like a necessary defense, especially as a streamer. You have this incredibly high potential for um, a large volume of negative interactions that could come your way that'll negatively affect your mental health. And so I think you've got to be really protective of that. Exactly. 100%. Because you're already in such a vulnerable state too. Um, it's not edited. You're completely live. Every small facial expression is going to be picked up. And that's what those type of people sometimes are looking for, is they're looking for anything, any type of response just to kind of feed off of. Um, and when I say those people, I mean people that actually come in with a mission of, say, quote unquote, trolling or to make somebody uncomfortable or to say something to strike a response. So I think, yeah, you you have to really kind of set up your wall there, poker face it, and just be be done with it, you know. And there are sometimes things that will be said where you do get passionate about it, and that's okay as well. I think as long as it's just not, you can't let people take pieces of you, especially as a streamer, because the more pieces that get taken, it's eventually going to add up and kind of affect you not only as a content creator but as a person. 
That's absolutely true. I think it could also affect, you know, people other than you, like in your community, people that are regulars in your chat, you know, if you have some negative attitude uh, person in there just like acting badly, you know, it drags the whole mood down. So I've become really merciless with it over the past, I don't know, maybe this for a long time. I was definitely a lot more lenient on it early on in streaming, mostly because I just wanted to give people a chance. And as I started to realize the harsh, bitter reality, I became um, hardened to it. And I just decided like the, the, I have a zero tolerance policy towards it. 100%. And I think too, it comes in so many different forms. There are people that just straight up will insult you, or there are people that will straight up say a message just to get a response. And then there are people that will maybe do it unintentionally without realizing, or say something that's a little, I'm trying to think of an example. I've had messages from things like, Hey, Lord, you look shiny. <laughs> Which is like, oh, huh. Like, do you realize what, or like, hey, your bra is kind of showing. Like small things like that where I don't think people realize like that could be a little like uncomfy sometimes yeah. to things like, hey, my mental health is at an all-time low and you haven't responded to me and it's like kind of almost like a guilt. Oh, that or, really pisses me off. That one really yeah. pisses me off. That's like such an unfair thing to do to someone. Yep, exactly, exactly. So I think there's so many different ways it can go. And especially when you're live and just flowing through chat and just go, 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 you accidentally read one of those messages out loud, whether it's the you're shiny or, you know, I'm not in a good place and you're not helping. And then you read it out loud. And what are you supposed to do? Just act like you didn't read it. <laughs> yes, yes. I think I, uh, I think I have almost developed my my on-screen my on-screen persona is sort of like this exaggerated version of myself i'm like a little extra punk on screen than i am in real life whenever i, I like doing the podcast offline and audio only because i think it allows me to focus intensely just on the conversation but also i can be my little more like i don't have as many walls up when i'm not live so when i'm live i have to be this kind of like you know maybe more hardcore um uh, what's the word? Tougher all around figure because of dealing with things like that. Uh, and, and I just can't, I can't stop and I can't let it get to me because it'll absolutely crash my entire mood for the whole stream. And then, and then of course, by the time I end stream, it's then on my mind for like the next three hours. But I feel like if I didn't have that sort of layer of persona to protect me from it, it would destroy me. 100%. 100%. I completely agree with that. You know, I'm the exact same way as well. It's weird because when you're streaming and you're live and you're broadcasting, it's like there's these types of words and this like kind of vocabulary that I feel like you almost avoid when talking. Like for me personally, I think everybody's can be different. But if I like, I don't talk about anxiety on stream, I don't talk about my anxiety, I don't talk about, I talk about my introvertness and that I am introverted, but I don't talk about what that means in a negative light. I only talk about it like in a, you know, like I like to cuddle up and watch movies and that's it. Not in a, this is how this makes me feel. And I am drained because <laughs> it's almost like too, you're watching chat and you do get those comments when you're live that are like, you have so much energy and you are so positive and they mean a lot to you. And you're like, wow, I'm so glad that you feel that way. And you almost don't want to talk about the more vulnerable stuff because you don't want it to get rid of that image that so many people may be happy about or like or relate to and it makes their night better and you don't want that to seem like 
it's a fake thing, even if it's not by bringing up that like negative emotion, that vulnerable feeling. I don't know. It can almost feel like you're getting rid of the other one, which isn't true, but I don't know. That's how I feel about it sometimes. I, 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 I agree. I, I talk about my depression on stream. I talk about the things I deal with, but I almost never really get into it. And part of that is because I don't really like discussing mental health on stream uh, a ton. Sometimes I do, but I really, I usually can't handle going down that rabbit hole. Um, and it also is like, like you said, I, I just feel that what the value I provide when I'm streaming a lot of times is, is, is in my upbeat nature. And I know a lot of people appreciate it when I get maybe like real or authentic and I'm not afraid to do that, but there's, there's a limit to how far I'll go with it for sure. And, uh, even though I'll talk about, you know, how I've been feeling depression wise, I absolutely will not talk about, you know, how it really is for me experiencing it. And that's also honestly, and this sucks, and this is definitely a big part of kind of toxic masculinity and this, but I, you know, I was, I was kind of an only child and, and largely grew up with a single mother and d dealt with like a lot of kids picking on me and just being like bad to me. And I think I developed a strong wall against the world. I know I did as a matter of fact. And I think that I maintain that wall when I'm streaming for sure. And I'm not necessarily proud of that. But the whole like don't show weakness part of toxic masculinity is definitely a part of me, whether, you know, and I don't like it, but it, it is a part of me. No, I think that's good. It's good to be like, hey, this is what I deal with. This is the personality traits that I have that I don't necessarily love because I think everybody has, you know, I don't want to say toxic traits, but things that, you know, they constantly are trying to improve and they want to get rid of. And I think it's good knowing what they are is so much of it like realizing it's there and putting it into existence is such a big step and what you said too about you know growing up and getting picked on that does condition you as a person i 100 stand behind that as somebody you know that may have gotten pretty bullied in middle school up until high oh, school yeah, and geez. then yeah <laughs> And, you know, I didn't have a great at home life either and things of that nature. It really does kind of condition you as you're going into young adult to adulthood, what you are comfortable with sharing. And you, even if you don't want to have it, you have that nervousness. You 100% do. You don't want to talk about certain things because you remember what happened in the past and it builds that wall, which kind of can make you more guarded and more introverted and more just push away rather than people that maybe didn't have that same type of situation. Absolutely. You know, this is an, a really interesting discussion and I'm really glad we got here because I, I want to dive into this. I, we had a brief discussion. I mentioned how the other night I have a, I had had a revelation. This is going to, this is going to be a really interesting, uh, okay. So I'm about to confess something that I, I don't think I ever talked about this on the internet, but one of my favorite ways to deal with my thoughts, I like to talk to myself a lot. I don't know if that's an introvert thing or what, um, and it's not that I think there's another person there. It's just I work through ideas verbally, you know, so I'll be in my house and I'll just be kind of saying things out loud to work through whatever concept is on my mind. And sometimes I like to pretend that I'm interviewing myself because it's the only way I can analyze these thoughts that I have a tougher time getting to. And so I was laying down in my bed interviewing myself and I came to the conclusion that exactly what we were talking about before where I had in the past had things that I was very proud of. Um, a lot of times they had to do with video games because video games were my, my safe place. They're one of the only things I really enjoyed because school sucked, you know, 
I wasn't super thrilled about most things around me, but I could escape into video games and have a blast. And so I would have accomplished something in a game. And I think this is one reason I was drawn to competitive games is because it gave me this like sense of worth that I could accomplish something in a competitive game and it was legitimately impressive. And then it was like, pat myself on the back, I did something of value. And I would accomplish something and I would share it with, like sometimes you have my friends and they would just mock me about it for months afterwards. And I think I completely stopped sharing things because of that. Not just that, but like that and some other things. But that was a huge part of it. And I just realized that about myself the other day because I was breaking down these thoughts in my little personal interview. That is so interesting. And I love what you talked about too with that personal interview because I don't think I've ever done it like that, but I definitely do talk to myself 100% when I'm alone. <laughs> kind of just like, a, why are you thinking that? I don't know. Well, let me think of this. Okay, well, why do you feel that way? Like I 100% do that because I think sometimes getting those thoughts out loud rather than in your head kind of... I don't know, not strengthen, but it like solidifies them. Yeah. Yeah. It also like, helps me organize them too. Like I, I work through them properly that way. Whereas when they're mine, it's just like a jumble of things swirling around. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's like out in the world and then you can't take it back because it's out there rather than just something, a passing thought. Like it's, it's boom, it's there. But no, I completely 100% relate with what you're saying. You know, I had a very similar experience. Mine was Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> but yes, it was a good, thank you. <laughs> I like that game. I, I, I played it on my you. friends. I can't remember what console it was, but I, I remember playing on my friends' consoles. Finally, someone that gets it. Someone, someone that understands his life. That's but, the one with Escape from the City, the song in it, right? Is that yes, the okay, a okay. classic. A classic, yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. I just want to make sure I was thinking of the right game. A freaking classic that will go down in history. But anyway... <laughs> And I remember being so proud of playing this game and so proud of like getting into Sonic. And I remember when I was severely bullied in, high, uh, in middle school, I had one friend left that was kind of in that friend group and they made her choose between that friend group or me. Aww. And I remember the last thing she said to me was, you're a loser and nobody likes Sonic the Hedgehog. That's so untrue. <laughs> it's one of the most successful game franchises of all time. Okay. Ma'am, the facts say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, but I get that though. I really do. Yeah. And it's such a, it seems like such a small thing, but it really, it's not about the video game. It's not about that. It's about the fact that you were vulnerable and you shared your passions with someone and you shared what you were excited about and they took that and it meant nothing and they used it against you. And I remember after that for years, when I had friends come over, I would hide my Nintendo GameCube in my closet. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, nobody can see, nobody can know. But yeah, it's so much more than just, you know, Destiny or like Sonic. It's the fact that you were open about that and you were excited and that person shut you down. It's almost like if you were doing a talent show and you horribly failed on stage and it was a horrible experience, you were like, ah, except in a way that it was like a relationship like you shared that part of you and it was used against you and then you don't you start not wanting to share parts of you from big things to small things because you were loud and you were proud and you paid the consequences for it and i think that's kind of what starts i think some people of course are born introverted but i think that does morph maybe people that were extroverted into more introverted personalities. I definitely think so. Uh, just because it, it put me in this place mentally where I felt like 
the person I could really only trust with the things I like with with a lot of things was was myself, and I wanted to trust the people that were maybe my friends, uh, but all of a sudden they were making me feel really bad, and I didn't want to talk to them about like anything anymore, and I think that just kept developing to where I just became more and more kind of dependent on just <clears throat> just myself, and. And I do, I do think that that profoundly affected the way I developed as a person. 100%. I think what sucks about that too, is it kind of sets the stage. So you already have, okay, this event happened. This happened with destiny. My friends made fun of me because of that. Okay. It's set. And then the moment you kind of start, you know, healing from that and kind of getting over it, something very tiny or big can happen, which sets it back up. For example, I know that we had talked uh, before this about, you know, how both of our significant others in the past, uh, both of our partners weren't weren't there for us or weren't supportive for us with streaming and kind of ridiculed it and kind of made fun of it. And I think, you know, that is almost magnified even more because of that happening to us in the past. So then when it happens again, it is amplified. It's like, boom, here it is. It's happening again, years later, different thing. You know, it's another checkpoint. Like right when you think you're getting over it, here's another checkpoint. So then you got to reset it again. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've experienced that many, many a time. And I remember I'm still, I guess, relatively early on in the whole game of life, but I would be, you know, on a roll seemingly feeling great. You know, maybe I'd finally get my shit back together and then I just get like smacked down by another thing like that. And I just, I always hated it so much. And I think that the first, maybe the first four or five times that I was in, well, I think for me, a big thing was I was cheated on a lot in my life. And I think maybe the first four or five times I was cheated on, it destroyed me and sent me into this awful, toxic downward spiral. But then I started to get more and more hard into it, which was like, it was good in the sense that I could recover from things easier and things bother me less. But it was also bad because I became significantly less emotionally available. And 100%. Sometimes I, I regret, you know, I, I just feel bad about that. I wish it, I wish it hadn't gone down like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate that that happened to you because we talked about that earlier too, how it seems so common that that happens now. And I don't know if it's because there's so many different things it could be. It could be because of just, you know, social media, um, things being more accessible and just getting used to that. And some people maybe can't deal with that. You know, there's a lot of different psychological reasons why it could be more common, or maybe we just know about it more. But I think kind of with what you're saying there too, it sucks because if you are hurt multiple times, whether it's cheating or trust, you do, you build up those walls and relationships as well. And then you almost expect it. Like you almost yeah. give it a time limit in your next relationship. Like, okay, cool. This relationship's going well. Well, let's give it a couple months and, you know, something will probably happen. Like you start expecting it, which makes you less emotionally available because you've already set it up for failure. That's definitely, yeah, that's a, that's a problem I've, I've faced in, at many points in my life. I'm actually in a healthy relationship now, which is amazing. And for many points in it, I've been in kind of disbelief, you know, like almost shock because I've maybe been in a, I've been in a, probably well i'm trying to think about i think i've been in one other healthy relationship yeah probably one other that's about it and i guess i still don't really know <laughs> i still don't really know how that could possibly exist for someone like, like myself and i obviously like in a logical abstraction i i get that i'm ridiculous for thinking that but i still i'm just so hung up 
I think mentally and I'm working through that, but I'm just so used to it going badly that I, I almost don't know how to deal with things that are going well. 100 freaking percent. I can't say that enough during all these conversations, <laughs> but yeah, I, completely relate with that because it's almost like and i love hearing that you're in a healthy relationship that's amazing but i totally understand from experience how you could maybe feel as well because it is like how is this possible like no 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 like this isn't this doesn't happen this is not how this doesn't happen to me yeah 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 and you almost it's not that you think you don't deserve it it's just you don't think it's realistic because the statistics have shown that it's not (laughs) like in a more statistic speaking type of way you're like well it's happened so much that you know it will just happen eventually and you don't and i I don't think it's a toxic trait, but it does suck because you almost don't give yourself as much to that person because you're consistently just wondering. You're like, no, something I do will annoy you. Something will happen. You know, I don't want to talk too much. I want to, I don't want to do this too much. So you're not giving your full potential to that person yet. And maybe not for a while because of all the trauma that you've developed from the people that didn't treat you right and it's just such a weird feeling that it's hard to grasp that it's reality that things could just be going well it's the hardest thing to acknowledge that you know you could maybe just finally be in a healthy relationship because you've just seen so much absolutely absolutely it's uh it's really like uh an interesting Concept, and I think it, it translates to Twitch in a, in a couple ways. I guess one of the things that just dawned on me as you were saying that, well, it's this whole idea of like, I've been hurt before, right? And I, someone came into the stream the other day and they were actually being really cool. And they, it turns out they were someone I knew from college. And they asked if I had text to speech turned on for my donations. And I was immediately like, uh oh, like, why are you asking that? You know, and, and someone in chat pointed out that just, it's 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 a thing a lot of streamers deal whether it's i've been hurt before you know someone's abused this before and now i don't know who i can trust especially if i don't know the name and uh i don't know that's like a random mundane aside but like absolutely that's crazy yeah i feel like i see that all the time or even when somebody comes into your chat and puts in the discord command (laughs) yeah yeah i'm like uh uh-oh yeah, and I always pull up my Discord in the other window to make sure. I, I've had to deal with some really malicious bots coming into the Discord many moons ago, and I set up a bunch of security measures and I haven't had a problem since, but I still feel like, you know, it could happen. Who knows? Yeah, I remember that happening to you happening to you because I was in your stream because um, it had happened to me months before, and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm watching myself again because, you know, you just don't know what to do, and you're live, and you're trying not to show that it affects you, but it also definitely is. It's like, ooh! Yeah. So yeah, you do start developing those little things that are like, that's weird. That's strange. Why are you doing that? Why are you asking that? And then sometimes it's not even like that. And then you're like, oh, wow, this is okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then I feel kind of bad. Been... Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you have good intentions. That's a weird flex. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I also just occasionally run into people and I guess this is maybe one of the ongoing projects of my life right now is to work on trusting people, but also understanding that people will break my trust and to try and not let that get to me a lot. So I'll run into sometimes maybe a streamer that I thought was like a cool person turns out to be like actually a horrible person, which has happened to me recently. And that hurts and it stings a lot. It feels like a, like a deep betrayal, but I do think I'm getting better at like moving on past that. I don't know if that's like, have you, have you had anyone in your, in your time on Twitch 
which we just realized before this that we we started around the same time um oh go ahead please oh i was just gonna say no yeah definitely i have had a couple uh probably not a couple i can think of one off the top of my head one or two and they were really close friends in the streaming world and something had happened to where you know without like giving away them because i would never do that it kind of just there was a miscommunication and then it just done canceled bleh like very kind of like this very clicky energy that i don't really like especially in the internet world like i do not like having a very click closed off you go into the stream and you feel like everybody's like talking about you're making fun of you type of energy like that's not something i like to be around so you know i especially when i'm doing raids i like to go out to other communities i like to meet new people i like to go to people i trust so when i start getting that feeling of like this feels like a click it kind of goes back to my feelings that we keep talking about too like getting made fun of growing up or things like that it triggers that feeling for me and i don't want anything to do with it like done had it absolutely not and the type of the actual situation that i'm talking about is i rated a streamer and this particular streamer uh had feelings for me and uh. i guess yes and i guess kind of and i don't want to blame anybody but thought that there was something that there wasn't and put a significance there and i had rated them to show them some support and the immediate response was wow like okay like look who's here now like it was so obvious like but you can't even reply to me offline like that was the energy oh. and i was like oh my I'm, god i'm recoiling in disgust right now by the way you know yeah. visually i'm mortified <laughs> so was i i was like oh my gosh I was i've like, done oh, that a no. few times where i rated someone and their response was awful and i just i just immediately like i'm screaming at my chair i'm like no this is horrible and i also feel terrible too because now my community is subjected to this yep and that's what had happened is i rated them and they had an attitude towards me and i was like oh my goodness what is this what is happening and i was like what it, hey like just kind of joking with them and their response was like oh no don't make don't make me roast you in front of everyone and i was like oh my gosh oh. and so <laughs> So my whole community had seen this and i'm sitting here like talking to my mods like are you guys skin seeing this crawl. yeah i'm like are you guys seeing this and they're like oh we see it and i'm like guys look like not to invade privacy but here is all the dms like here's everything like is there anywhere where i did like where did i go wrong and they were like, you know what? You know, no, no, I don't understand. And I was like, okay, like maybe it was just a miscommunication, but this is so embarrassing. This is so awkward. And my community just came from a very hype, happy, we love each other type of stream to, hey, that person that just raided me with all of you guys, I'm going to embarrass them in front of you. So I kind of, you know, took myself out of that situation. I said, hey, I'm going to head out. And you know, you know me, I only type in like all caps with like a ridiculous amount of energy. So I was just like, hey, I'm going to leave in my lowercase caps, like have a good night and immediately got a message that was like, it was not, it was like meant to be an apology, but it wasn't. It was like a, sorry, you can't handle a joke type of thing. <laughs> there was a certain point in my life where I went, I think it was uh, probably the, the big moment for me was when I, when I started to get deeply into punk rock and especially hardcore punk, where I used to be a person that would just get really sad and kind of dejected about that to being a person that like wanted to just get angry and 
I remember I switched from being super calm to being angry guy that wanted to punch someone who talked shit to me to the face. And now I'm mellow, but there is, there is like a switch where when, when my ang my teenage angst and punk rock energy came in, I just wanted to like chop someone in the throat for being a dick. And then I, yeah. So like, but then I finally eventually learned to just let it go because like, if you know, like if you had responded to that message angrily, it would have just prolonged it. And exactly exactly i ugh, i agree so yeah it was one of those things where i saw that you know i got upset about it like without replying i was like wow this is ridiculous like offline and then you know i just was like you know what i'm just not gonna reply to this i'm just not going to and i of course would never out them because i don't think it's enough to like be like man like i'll let them do their thing but that was the first time that i think and I didn't know them long, but we had done so much together that that was the first time that I was like, wow, like this, okay. Like, that's how that goes. You know, that he, um, he had all his moderators unfollow me. Like it was like one of those oh, things where you yeah. could just feel the tension. people do that to me too. Yeah. You could kind of just feel the tension from it. And you know, it, it was kind of just like, okay, that's a thing. There it is. But I think that was the first time in kind of my streaming career where I had had that happen with another streamer. And I was like, well, okay, learn from this. What could I have done better? What could this person have done better? How do I avoid this in the future? And how do I make sure that I don't get stuck in that like click type of energy? Because I hate, and I was talking to this with another streamer, a friend of mine, but I hate that feeling of going into a community and it feels very, very, there's a difference between like tea and just like, this is very closed off and you are at risk of being made fun of, or you are at risk of this. Like, I never want it to feel like that. And that's when I kind of was just like, okay, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to move on. I might not connect with this person ever again. And I don't have any desire to, but I'm not going to make it anything besides that, you know? But I think when we were talking about just like that trust and that like, oh, this is going to happen. That definitely was the turning point for me of like, oh, there it is. I guess you can't avoid it forever. <laughs> I, I, you know, early on in my, in my Twitch career, I became a big part of a community that I would describe as being a click. But at the time I was just really grateful to be like part of a community. And I admired a lot of the people in the community and I was a deep, 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 like deeply involved individual uh, there for a very, very long time. And I don't know when I kind of parted ways. Maybe it was February of this year. And since then, all the like any kind of bullshit that I've run into on Twitch has been somehow connected to that community. And people either it's something like sometimes it is something serious, but it's usually some mundane drama bullshit that people try to drag me into. And I'm like, look, I don't I don't care about that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, that's your thing. That's your little click drama. Like, not not my wave. And it's just interesting that me kind of tying myself into that scene early on, it's still like coming back to, to bite me occasionally and not in any meaningful way, but it's just like energy drains and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I talked to a friend about that as well, who was kind of part of, he was a part of a scene too, without of course, like saying any of that, but he was a part of that and he had so much trouble kind of like disconnecting from that. And I could even it's see like from the outside. 
Yeah, hard. yeah, because you want to leave and you want to disengage, and it should be that easy. It should be, hey, I don't see this going anywhere. Um, obviously, we were on two different pages. You know, if I miscommunicated something, if you did, you know, it happened, and that's fine. But I just, I don't see it, and I hope we can be civil. But it's never like that. <laughs> it never is. It never is. And people want Mm-mm. to like destroy. There was someone that uh, when I I had a problem with someone that was a moderator in this community. And, uh, well, that was, this was a good problem to have because they were actually a piece of shit person. And I stand by that. And someone else, when they were discussing the fact that I kind of like disconnected from the community, they're like, yeah, I'm sure that's not going to go well for him. And just in my mind, I was like, you think I need you? Like fucking <laughs> it's tapped into my rage again, but I don't, you know, I don't, but just like, it almost just felt insulting that in their mind, the response to me voicing my opinions which i've never been silent about ever at any point on twitch is like they're gonna try to ruin me because of that and yeah you know like because i had a problem with one of their friends yeah yeah and that's exactly the same thing i told my friend who was kind of part of a scene as well is get away from that you know don't let that don't let that make you feel that way there is so many amazing people there are so many amazing content creators there's so many people that are in the same situation as you that you don't need to get caught in that um because i was talking to him the other day and he was afraid to raid somebody he really really liked because he knew people from that scene was were going to be in the chat like yeah. he knew it and that's horrible. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like you shouldn't feel that way. And he was like, you know, I just don't want to, I don't want to go in there and I don't want to see them and I don't want them to see me, but I want to support this creator. And I'm like, don't, don't let them hold you back. Cause you know what? That creator is going to be happy to see you. And that's what you're there for. But it is such an issue of, ugh. and especially when you do have like cross, like Twitch is so big, but it's also so small. I know it's so weird. I, I think about, there's just a, an insanely large number of creators on Twitch, but I think that the number of creators that are engaged with other creators, you know what I mean? Like networking, quote unquote, people that talk to other Twitch streamers, um, you know, somewhat frequently, that's like a much smaller demographic. And that's my theory as to why it seems smaller. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. just go live and, and end and then that's like, I'd say probably somewhat like 50, 60% of Twitch isn't engaged in the wider community of Twitch, which is, you know, that's fine. It's just like, that's, I think why I never run into a lot of that. Yeah, 100%. And something too that I've run into myself is when we talked about kind of how you almost don't want to break off a relationship because that drama that comes behind it and that click feeling and that how dare you leave my scene or how dare you think that you can go on and you almost just kind of leave it hanging like you just don't say anything you just kind of disconnect from that yeah but then and this personally happened to me and then you get raided by them yeah oh (laughs) jesus that same exact shit happened to me a little while ago and i was just like you know like clenching my teeth and that's that's when i realized i had to tear off the band-aid because i couldn't deal with that i was like i can't deal with this i don't like you and i i'm just tired of pretending like i you know have i'm okay with you even a little bit Yup, it is awful because then they have brought you people and you have to act like everything is fine and yeah. people that know you know it's not so like say your moderators for example <laughs> yeah. and it's so bad because you can tell because you're like oh my god thank you so much <laughs> yeah yeah 
oh, it's awful. It happened to me um, a little bit back with someone who, you know, I want to say I still haven't ripped off that Band-Aid. And it is somebody who has done me pretty dirty and did not support me going into streaming and really talked down to me and called me stupid and, you know, all these different things, all these different things, said I was an idiot for not leaving my abusive relationship. Just all these things, said my social media was trash. All these little oh. comments to just, yeah. Kind of belittle you. <laughs> I get so mad sometimes. I guess sometimes I can tap in that rage. There's part of me that gets mad or petty enough to where I, I'm almost tempted to. I don't think I do it, but I like to think that maybe if someone pushed me to that limit, I would actually just call them out. You know, if they try to be fake with me after being shitty to me, I think I might do it. Exactly. That's they kind push of me where far like, enough. Oof. That's where I'm at. I'm just like, okay, something's going to give. Something's yeah. going to give. One day you're going to probably ooh. snap, right? I mean, I don't know. I know I snap eventually. Exactly. That's kind of how I am. And, you know, when that happened, that's all I could think about is, you know, you have made me feel so bad about myself in every single aspect of my life and said that pretty much me streaming was stupid and that you could never do it and that you just don't, you just wouldn't sit there and let people thirst over you. Like things, comments like that. And then here you are oh, doing wow. it. Demeaning <laughs> you too. Like doing the fucking incel Twitter bullshit of demeaning you because like you're a female streamer and acting like the only draw to any female streamer ever could be that people were thirsting after them. That pisses me off so much. Yep. It makes pretty me much. I destroyed someone, some random that came into chat the other day said some shit like that. And I was like, do you think this is, do you think this is the kind of place where you can say shit like that? And like people are going to be okay with it. I was like, no, no, no. Exactly. Ooh, it makes me so mad. But yeah, like things like that. And, you know, I remember having experiences with them where they told other people that wanted to discuss things with me that, hey, you don't want to be like Lauren. You don't want to be like her and her social media where she just lets people all over her. You don't want to be like that. Like all these comments. So to see that person raid me with what, you know, coming in with their community where they had told their whole community how close we are and how wonderful we are and how oh, all these fake things. <laughs> That's why I want to call them out. I'll be like, I don't know what you told people like our relationship is, but I don't like you, you know, exactly. And I'm sure you get a little pushback, but at the same time, wouldn't it feel so good to just be like, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And it's always awkward too, because with the cross communities, um, it's people that have been in my community and then have gone to that community um yeah so that's you, like, the toughest part them. for me is because i feel like so i have so much love for the people that in my community that i know if we like share a streamer that you know they they like the streamer but i don't i always am hesitant to talk about it because i don't want to break their hearts and make them feel like they have to choose like a divorce exactly exactly so it's kind of just like a oh gosh there's a time and place for this of course but so badly you want to be like why did you raid me i don't even like you <laughs> yeah yeah i usually i usually handle it dms that my 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 method now is i i'll dm them i'll explain exactly my problem with them why i don't like them and they usually respond in some way that's like they threaten me or some shit like that and then i just block them and i'm like okay well that's that you know dust off hands but uh, yeah, a lot of times I want to do it live, but I have yet to do it live. Yeah, I completely get that, but it is, it's a very complicated situation, especially when somebody has kind of done you wrong. Cause you start questioning, like, why are you rating me? Like, yeah. is it, is well, it for me? You ever me? think is they see this? you succeed and all of a sudden they want to backpedal and like, 
because they want to take advantage of your success. Do you think that has anything to do with it? I wonder. All the time, 100%. And that's not me being conceited at all. Like that is not, cause I, you know, I have so many, I have so much to do, like so many places that I need to go, like so many different things. Like that is not like a, oh my gosh, I have all this clout. Like, it's not like that, but you do start wondering, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, when you run into somebody who is so keen on putting you down and so keen on like these half-ass remarks where it's kind of like, man and this and that and you aren't doing this well but then they keep asserting themselves into what you're doing yeah so you're like are you trying to make me feel self-conscious so that you can kind of latch there yeah hmm. like it's kind of weird because this specific person i'm talking about if i said this next detail could completely give give them away but has kind of inserted themselves in a way that it's like well let's do this together i'm like you what <laughs> what i definitely i i know what you mean though i've been doing you know pretty well on twitch i would say and I, i'm i'm happy about that but i don't really i'm not a big numbers guy i don't really know how numbers work I, i've always been i'm a words guy and so i'm i'm almost always 100 percent focused on chat and everything else i kind of like maybe look at the numbers and review at the end of the month but you know I, i've been doing all right and i have noticed that people have been have been really shitty to me either in my life outside of twitch or on twitch as I've done better and better, have started to act like we're buddies all of a sudden. And I'm just like, what? You know, no, we're not. And it's shocking. I've had people that I barely knew in high school, like reach out and ask me to collab or they're like, hey, I'm starting a Twitch channel. You want to like collab? I'm like, what the hell? Like, I don't know you. 100% or you know when you're having a good stream and then suddenly you know you break 100 viewers or something and then suddenly these people that have never talked to you yeah. or haven't in a long time kind of pop up in chat and they're like oh my gosh and you're like yeah. wait like, a best minute buddy, what's up and you're like what question mark you know that's <laughs> we don't know each other like that just so you know, I stream as well. And you're yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I and, and I always see that and I make mental note of it. And uh, and there's there's a lot of people aren't like that, but there are definitely some people that are. And it's unfortunate. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, especially with us talking about it, like I want to make it clear that it's not like I don't think everybody does this. Like I'm no. very thankful for the people I've surrounded myself around. You and just run into the thankful. occasional snake in the grass exactly snake jazz 100 percent. like you can just feel that energy and it's it's always the people that will make those comments about you or make you feel bad about something and then suddenly something goes well and they're rating you and you have to think okay cool do i demolish this in front of everybody or do i <laughs> put on that fake face like it's so uncomfortable and it's very selfish especially for them to do as well because they know like they know, they know Absolutely. that you're alive. They do. They do. They do. I, I hate, I hate running into that. And I rarely see it. I will say like full disclosure, I see it once in a blue moon, but when I do see it, it really sucks. And it really, it's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cause it just, it once again, builds up those trust issues that we've been talking about where somebody has hurt you and then they kind of try to slither back in and they're like, well, good evening. Like nothing has <laughs> happened. And you're like, Ooh, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm curious as well. You mentioned uh, earlier this person like or some person at one point, I don't know if this is the same person, you know, we don't have to talk about details because I get I get wanting to maintain some degree of anonymity, but like people getting frustrated at you because they had feelings for you. And I imagine so my whole theory with this is 
Twitch has probably a largely male user base. Um, I don't know what the numbers are, but I probably something like 70% male at the moment. And that's a lot of times because Twitch is like all of their marketing is targeted towards males and gaming as a whole is like aggressively marketed to males. And uh, I, I feel like as a result, female streamers get the brunt of the whole person having feelings for them that is unreciprocated. And then they, you know, eventually get pissed off about it and turn toxic. Yeah, you know, and I think too, it doesn't help as well. Sometimes my streaming and what I do, for example, from like my selfie hype to kind of like the hype up and hype ups in general and kind of how I talk and my personality, which is a lot of like, oh my God, thank you so much for the follow. Please ruin my life. Like <laughs> that's yeah. how I talk. Like honestly spit on my mother. Like that's a great, it's a great though. I actually think it's, it's, it's a, an amazing, um, well, it's not a gimmick, but you know, like a, like a good, a good, a good bit almost. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But yeah, that is kind of like my love language and my personality, which can kind of come off, you know, as a uh, flirtatious and it does my perspective of it is okay. I'm doing the same thing to everybody. I'm talking to everybody the exact same way. People will know, like people will know, like this is just how I talk. Um, but this specific person had, you know, actually, I guess, taken it more to heart and had DM'd me. And, you know, we had just talked about like normal things, like doing things together, things of that nature. And it was like, you know, be my Crypt Keeper wife. And I was like, LOL, like, oh. <laughs> Whoa, wait, what is this? Explain this one to me. I don't get it. It was just kind of like these, like, I started seeing the memes getting more and more serious. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see, and, I see. Yes. Well, I was like, what is the Crypt Keeper significance? Because every time <laughs> I think of a Crypt Keeper, my buddy used to make this joke about someone having Crypt Keeper hands, which was like long, spindly, kind of creepy hands. Like, you know how in Scooby-Doo, there'd always be like, Daphne would be like, oh, gee whiz, I wonder where the ghost is. And then you see a hand reach out and it would be about to grab her, but then it would miss like a Crypt Keeper hand. Yeah, <laughs> I do have Crypt Keeper hands, I do. But Me too. Yeah, it was one of those things where, and you know, that that example I just used was very specific. So if they ever hear this, they'll know exactly that I'm talking about them. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But I mean, it'd be like that. They should have already known. But it was kind of that thing where like it went from like, okay, this is the personality that I have with everybody. And we're making jokes and we're friends, boom, 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 to starting to get a little bit more serious. Like, and you know, I won't completely like out their messages, but like way more serious and then to the point where i would do something with them and they'd be more serious in front of everybody and they would reach out to my mods about me and i was like okay like what is where did the line kind of like go from like this is jokes with buddies and we all talk to each other like this to this has been blurred and now it's in like a totally different area like where did that happen why did this happen um so then, yeah, there was that significance put on. And in my perspective, I'm like, okay, you know, what could I have done better? Maybe it's my personality. Maybe it's my assumption that, well, this is how I talk to everybody. This is how I am. So everybody will pick up on that because, you know, I just did that to them, but I'm doing it to the person two seconds later, like a different person. So they have to know. And maybe not everybody, you know, sees that. Maybe people do kind of pan in and focus on a one-on-one -on -one conversation, even if I am broadcasting to multiple people kind of saying the same thing. So that was where I kind of like criticized myself. And I was like, okay, how do I avoid this in the future? Like, don't reply, don't do this, don't anything. 
but it's also like a thing of well why would you put that significance there and then make me into a villain when i didn't reply to it yeah absolutely i think that's like a like a a, unfortunately a dynamic i see play out somewhat frequently i know like i i I'm a person that typically is happy to DM people like with no, you know, there's the whole connotation of like, Oh, sliding into the DMS, but I just DM people because I don't know, like I have a question to ask them or I always, I I try to thank people that raid me as well. It's like something I try to make a point of like a thank you note. I say, Hey, I really appreciate you rating me, you know, et cetera. Thank you for the support. And I've never had that, you know, result in any issues, but I know that sometimes people, especially in direct messages, think that, you know, maybe because you're direct messaging in that there's some kind of greater significance there. And so as a result, I don't know if I've run into it or not. I'm not sure. But sometimes they get suspicious. And I always try to make sure that it's like clear. And and the way I usually do this is just by kind of like maybe not direct messaging them super frequently just in case they were getting the wrong idea. Exactly. That's kind of what I started just watching out for myself. And I hate that it has to be like that because you don't want it to be like that. You don't want to be like, okay, well, maybe this has taken a too much of a personal level and have to be careful, have to be careful now because it shouldn't be like that. And, you know, it's just like you could you got to be cautious. Yeah. Yeah. And with that particular situation, I wanted it to kind of play out to a more, okay, one-on-one, let's talk about this. Like, why did this happen? And let's make this clear. But right when I got that message that was like, sorry, you can't take this. And then like, boom, I was like, okay, you know what? I just don't want to be involved in this anymore at all. And that's fine. And I wish them the best, but you know, I, I already know that there's kind of a, Mm, not great intention there just because you can see it. I mean, it's obvious, like, you know, when the whole, that community starts like trying to distance themselves from you. Like, you know, what's happened. You're like, okay, cool. Like I just will not show myself over here anymore, but it's just one of those things, like you said, where I do think, especially being a woman on Twitch or anybody on Twitch, you kind of have to watch out. You have to watch out how your personality comes off. And I hate that because you shouldn't have to like censor yourself, but you have to almost like be careful of the significance it can have and just start thinking okay when do i rip this when do i rip this and in my personal opinion it was like done like it was ripped and i was like this never even this was never a thing like this wasn't significant like why what like i don't understand um but you almost have to look at it from like another perspective and try to understand it even if you can't absolutely absolutely i always imagined it must just i mean you get the random fucking trolls that come in they're like show me your feet, baby, or something like that. And uh, that's just obnoxious. But, you know, that that happens, that kind of shit happens to me somewhat frequently as well. But those are usually just like instant bans. It's, it's like unfortunate, but I guess this is just like the internet. Unfor- yeah. Like that's just how a lot of people on the internet act because there's no repercussions for their act. But yeah, I don't know. People act like that in person too. Shit, I forget because I don't go in the real world much anymore. But like I'll go to a bar with, you know, either like a female friend or like my girlfriend and just dudes like act creepy and, you know, I, it's, it's, uh, I get it's, it's, it's fucking what it's rape culture, right? Like that's, and it's not just dudes, but a lot of times it's dudes because dudes don't get, I feel like dudes don't get called out for it as much. So they're used to getting mm-hmm. away with it. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think there's such a, sometimes 
especially as a streamer, you have to make yourself very direct and very like, this is not okay with me. And this is not where this is. And that can be hard too, because it goes back to like, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and you don't want to like anybody that's part of your community. You don't want to make them feel bad. So sometimes you kind of do dance around it or just kind of ignore it. And you don't think it's a big deal, which I didn't obviously, because I had raided this person. I was like, oh, we're cool. Like this person doesn't think anything of this. Like, I don't think anything of it. And then when that happened, I was like, oh, you, oh, you, you dead ass. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I should have seen warning signs because I'd been in that stream before. And I remember comments being made like, oh, oh no. they're here. Uh, they're here. Uh, I and hate I was like, that what so much. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Uh, I'm like getting like, the like awkward sweats. Like, oh dear. Yeah, and I'm getting like added in chat like by moderators and other people like have you checked your DMs like you're Stop. here now no. and I'm like what is happening like I'm so confused like oh, what is this God, that's so awful yeah so then you start being like okay um and people are like extremely mm. weird in here right now <laughs> yeah and you know and my mods kind of were like hey we're getting reached out about this and I was like why why is this happening I'm so confused Jeez. um yeah 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 yeah. so you do almost have to kind of find like that directness of it because there are situations i mean even going from that a month ago i had a person who was part of my community for a couple days he sent me a package without me telling him my address uh oh <laughs> and i got it and i was very confused and i was like what is going on and i immediately messaged my mods like hey did any of you give this person my address and they were like no we would never do that and i was like what is happening so of course like i'm like what do i do like do i okay so i messaged him like wow you know like i didn't expect this um who did you get my address from that's crazy yeah because <laughs> you're like what the heck and this uh -huh. person so had wild so hashtag awkward but like how yeah. did you get my address you know, like... uh, oh my god you're so random xd <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> And this person was like, oh, yeah, you know, like the Internet's a scary place. And uh, I was like, um, oh, <laughs> terrible response. And, you know, I where I work, I can easily pull that stuff up. And I was like, oh, OK, OK, um, cool. Like this has completely crossed a boundary. Like you should never have this information. No. And it wasn't like any type of like weird, like love letter or anything it was more of like a i appreciate what you do here is this um and you know i'd like you, you to look at our products like i'm sending you one for free but even then like what <laughs> yeah there's nowhere in the world it's okay to do that yeah so that is kind of like something i've run into of like okay am i being too nice for this to happen but then that kind of goes into like the i don't want to say like victim blaming but you shouldn't like you shouldn't hold back your kindness or your personality and fears of someone making themselves more significant in your life. Oh, that's a great quote. And I, I agree completely. I, I'm always, that's always a balancing act for me, but I would say I'm generally pretty open. And if I start to, I just trust my gut. And if I start to get a weird instinct, like maybe something feels off, I just trust that. And I, I, I kind of adjust my behavior accordingly. That's, I think, kind of how I've been playing it. And that's not like a, a foolproof system, but 
Yeah. Yeah. And that gets kind of hard too, because like what you're saying with adjusting your personality, you know, you do see certain people and you remember past events and you're like, okay, like I have to morph myself for this. And that can be, that in itself can be kind of draining as well, especially when you're broadcasting live, like trying to morph yourself to make sure that you're not, you go from treating everybody the same way and broadcasting your personality the same way to everybody to kind of like trying to be like, oh, well, last time I made this like, say, flirtatious, jokingly comment, like kick me in the face, because <laughs> that's obviously my flirtatious comment. <laughs> um, last time I said this to them, they took it like to heart. So I won't say that to them, but the other person didn't. So I can keep up that personality. But then you run yeah. into like, well, now They're the other person- They're having to balance this dossier of like, yeah, it's, a, yeah, I know what you mean. It becomes totally draining. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, hey, this is my personality. This is how I talk. Like, do not take this in a way that it is like, you know, everybody in the community is super important and we're all friends and we're all great, close. It's amazing relationships. But yeah, don't take it in a way of you, you and I are now thing. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't know. I think I've maybe run into that like a couple times, but I imagined well, of course, you know, kind of ran into it once. I wasn't sure how frequently, you know, you might run into something like that. And I know that the experience, because my, my girlfriend's also a streamer, and so she has issues with people, you know, acting badly. And I, I know, of course, plenty of, you know, you could just go on, on Twitter, and, and there's almost always a story. It happens, it seems like, frequently to, to, to women that stream. Um, and I, I hate that that's a thing, but I guess it's just like one of the balancing acts one has to do. Yeah, and I had talked about that too in the podcast that I was a part of last week where, you know, there can be that difference sometimes with like a woman streamer versus a male streamer. I think both, both like man, woman, non-binary, like we all deal with things that are similar and then we all deal with things that are different. And I think if you're going to put a focus on like being a woman streamer, there can sometimes be... I had compared this with my friend who also streams and we have a lot of the same community members and I had brought up that, you know, there are a couple community members where I will miss their messages and they will make me feel very bad about it. Oh, man. <laughs> and he will miss their messages and nothing will be brought up. And it's kind of like a, okay, why is that a thing? Like, let's figure out like why that is happening. Like, why am I over here? Like kind of getting messages like you never reply to my DMS and, and you why never would they hold talk. you to the different standard. Exactly. Like, yeah. And it almost goes into like the, and it's not a lot. Cause every time I do talk about this type of thing, I make it very clear. Like I sincerely believe I have, I'm so lucky for my community. Like these are one-offs. Like, like we said, the snakes in the grass, hiss, hiss. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and they, they really well are not that common, yeah, but yeah, they stick out in your mind because it's often so, and it's like, it can be quite unsettling or quite rattling. Yeah. So it's very one-off situations like, okay, like this, this is just what I've noticed. And, you know, so that has happened and I have talked to him about it. I'm like, why, why does this not happen to you? And he's like, yeah, I know that too. And then I had actually gotten messages in my chat comparing me to him. <laughs> like, wow. And I was like, what, like, what is happening here? Like you never like respond to me, but he does. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like this what? This is heart wrenching. 
<laughs> yeah and it's like why what is the standard there like is it more because if we really dig into it is because like women are supposed to be seen as like that nurturing type of like always there <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up i've said this before <laughs> to my girlfriend i've said i feel like sometimes people treat you like a mommy figure and they get upset yeah. when they don't get the maternal attention it freaks her out and i i don't know but to me that's kind of what it seems like yeah yeah, no, I completely agree. I think there definitely is that like type of leaning on thing 100% that sometimes you don't always see um, with men streamers. Um, maybe you do sometimes when the roles are reversed or like in a different scenario, uh, which, you know, men streamers deal with their own own list of problems as well. But yeah, it's very interesting when you start thinking about it. Like why? Why is this a different standard? And why do you feel the need to make me feel bad about not replying or like not utilizing my time offline to reply to this. But somebody who does the same thing as me, that is a male. You do not. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, absolutely. Allow me a brief moment to uh, pour myself a glass of liquid for my throat. And then I have one more topic I'd like to dive into if you have time. Yeah, of course. Okay. Right on. I'll be right back. Oh, Oh, sorry. I was running over and I yelled, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, this is about the time in the evening when I like to mix myself a drink. I have this really rockin' liquor store by me that has the cheapest liquors in town. And so, um, yeah, it's one of my cool poverty tricks is I get the cheapest uh, handle of vodka I can find and I get a mixer that makes it so I can't taste it. And then that's like a nice little, a little afternoon delight. Oh, heck yes. Pre-stream game? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, I will say, I I don't really ever drink to get drunk anymore, but I definitely enjoy like a nice, like one to two mixed drinks over the course of my stream. It helps me feel loose. I 100% feel that. That's something I kind of want to like do every once in a while too, but I swear I you really You stream a lot more like... than I do, so I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> if you, like I stream like three times a week maybe, and, and lately it's been a little less, but I feel like you stream. I feel like you stream every day. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't think you Five actually days do. a week, so it feels That's like. a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's way more than me. So yeah, I can see you not wanting to do that. <laughs> I go from like, oh, I feel good to like, ah, <laughs> rage rage and anger and disconnecting everything i could totally see that okay so yeah what, <laughs> what i wanted to talk about so i think the way i found your stream i had recently well okay so this is like a whole saga i had made friends with a lovely individual known as lukey spooky yes and i met i think some other people through really through lukey um, this community called the Mischief Managers that I was formerly a part of. I met a lovely, another lovely individual by the name of Daydreamer Dan. And, <laughs> and yeah. And so, and, and I think then I met the Carreros as well. And then I, and then I found your stream. And I remember because I had seen your name around people's chats, you're, you're quite generous in the streaming world. And I would always see you on the leaderboard. I'd be like gifted subs, Thug Kage. I was like, oh, this Thug Kage person supports a lot of people I like. Like, I wonder, you know, I didn't know you were a streamer at the time, but then eventually I think I ended up in your stream because of a raid and I, I was like, oh, this is a real thrill. You know, I like being here. And so uh, I guess I would just kind of was curious how in the in the journey, I, I always really am interested in how people's streaming journey develops. And I, I was curious yeah. to know how maybe like your paths crossed with some of these lovely folks, because I think you, you and Dan are good buddies, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Dan and I are really close. That makes me so happy too. Oh my goodness. My heart is warm. My Grinch heart has grown three sizes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's actually kind of weird because I started streaming, of course, and I met some amazing people. I met my mods. Um, and one of my mods, her name is Gwen. She is my my sweet, young, innocent angel petty mod <laughs> she is absolutely <laughs> wonderful so and Gwen likes she, to doodle i think on twitch is that yes, yes gwen likes to doodle oh yeah she's an angel and she had actually introduced one of her really close friends to me and that was dan and he had come into my stream back when he was like dan show 0213 tender hack or whatever the remix <laughs> <laughs> So I had met Dan because of Gwen. So that's kind of when that friendship developed. And then Dan had joined that stream team. So that's kind of... Dan and I have this like streaming relationship where we are in each other's streams so often and are consistently like just around each other in like Twitch that whoever is in my stream, like he will be on their recommended and whoever is oh, in yeah. his stream, I'll be on the recommended. I have a bunch of friends kind of like that as well. Uh, we have very different networks, which I think is actually kind of interesting, but anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, I no. love how that happens. I love that. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't remember uh, the exchange of audiences. I sometimes compare it to an exchange of fluids, but it's in a friendly way, a platonic way <laughs> exactly no absolutely exactly so we have yeah a lot of uh, crossover in amazing phenomenal community members and so that's kind of what opened me to these other people because when he joined that streaming team they all showed up on my recommended starting with lukey spooky so i kind of made my way in there and i was like hello i love this man like i'm here yes. for him i am about him and got to meet him which is you know that kind of creates like this huge huge web of meeting amazing people like aeolus which is lukey's mod yes 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 and just all these wonderful human beings so and i love how sometimes you meet one person that's the jump off point for meeting like six other people that you also love exactly 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 so yeah it kind of it's crazy because it really a lot of the people i know really all started with my mod gwen <laughs> wow that's so cool okay mm -hmm. she kind of had herself in a lot of different communities and then found mine and it stemmed to so many different people and this kind of just chain reaction of meeting of course like you and lukey um because you guys were all part of the same team back then and from there meeting harry and yeah so so core and so many different people um i think i had met core randomly i think core had popped into my stream one time yeah and i w i did not know how to pronounce their name at all <laughs> yeah i actually think i met core through you as a matter of fact i think pretty sure you raided me and core was in the raid group yeah yeah so it's crazy especially with like you know raids and things like that you end up meeting all of these fantastic human beings and uh, you know i'll meet people all the time like pinope for example yes, and yes. they'll be like oh i know grunge and i'm like wait what like <laughs> i was in her stream one morning and i saw her drawing you and i was like what you know like i had no idea that you guys had yeah. met and i love that too because kind of what we talked about earlier was like the bad feeling of clicks and there's a difference. There's a difference between like that bad feeling of clicks and just that kind of networking and finding amazing people through amazing relationships. And I much prefer that level of it. 
yeah. much prefer. Same here. So, Being open to like finding new communities is I think the main, I, for me, that's the main distinction. Like the clicks are extremely insular and you have to like play their game to be part of their community. Whereas other people, it's like, you're just, you're willing to make friends as long as they're cool. Exactly. Exactly. And something I try to do with me streaming five days a week, um, at least two of those days, I raid somebody completely new that I've never met before. Yeah. I always make sure to do that. Um, because not only is that kind of like a new bridge to a new friendship, but I know too, that all the people that I'm connected with, that person will show up on their recommended, they'll show up on their recommended. And it kind of brings them into that connection as well to not just meet me, but meet like all the amazing people that I know and that I interact with. So it's more, I like to see it in more of a way, just like, cool, not only am I making this new friend, so many other people are. Yes, exactly. You know, and so I, before I was invited to the Mischief Managers, but for a very long time, I've been a, a big part of this team, the Nephew Network. And I'd say a lot of the people I know well or the people that end up in my chat are also members of, of this team. And it's just because we all have a lot of similarities in the way that we like to stream. That's kind of the whole linchpin of, of the team is, is people that are like focused on doing like an entertainment performance oriented thing, you know, like they, they specifically maybe try to make their stream like a show and I'm less like that, but Harry, you know, his is as a, uh, an intentional show. And I don't know if you know, uncle Joe, but his is a show. And, um, so like I bonded with some of those people over that. And then I just always love to see, I love to introduce my friends to each other. You know, I was so thrilled to see you go on Harry's show because Harry, I've worked with Harry more than anyone else on Twitch and I love Harry to death and it just warms my heart. Mm -hmm. No, he is an absolute phenomenal person. And, you know, that is somebody that I had met from. Yeah, I met through Dan because Dan was going to be on there. Yes. And then I realized oh, that so you had that, that connection. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? Like, this is so crazy. Like all of these communities kind of just overlapping and making relationships with each other like it's really it's really amazing it's amazing to see because i love the feeling of going into somebody you know like if i go into your community or dance community or harry's and there's familiar faces Absolutely. and it's a warm welcoming environment it so is it so is i uh yeah no it, it's 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 amazing i just i always think it's interesting to look at myself when I first started streaming and who I knew then and how I knew them versus like how much has changed, but you know, in a positive way. And, you know, I think when I first started streaming, basically the entire group of people I knew were either people I knew in real life that streamed. And I was also part of one of those like kind of networking groups early on in my streaming process, which was like fine and good. But what I've found about those groups is you typically don't have a lot in common with the people in there because it's kind of manufactured. So a lot of times they don't end up being a super, like, you don't, you're not super close to them or, you know, you don't feel a ton of camaraderie with them. Yeah, exactly. Were you ever, no, would you ever do that? Were you ever part of like Twitch streamers and networking or Twitch kittens or whatever? I wasn't because I had just seen it go kind of roughly for the people around me. Yeah. Um, especially, especially to when, you know, this is something I'm very passionate about, but especially with a peak in Black Lives Matter streams and, you know, talking out yes, and yes. making it known like what you support, there was a lot of silence from a lot of people. Yeah. And I noticed as well. Yeah. And the friend I'm talking about was I lost part a of lot a of team. Quote unquote friends. They weren't friends, but I lost a lot of a lot of people uh during that period. I'm not I'm not upset about that. Like honestly, like good riddance because 
if like you can't if, if, if that's not important to somebody i don't really like want to fuck with them exactly exactly and i saw how that silence kind of affected him being part of that team and not knowing what to do because it was like already there like invested like in it and that is something you know i talked about with my mods like if i ever wanted to be part of a team or anything like that i would want to know the person like the back of my hand like i would want to know i would want it to be small um, and it can like eventually like grow bigger, but I would want to know everybody in it so well <laughs> that I know exactly their views on political issues, their views on basic human rights, because I would never want to run into that where I was in the same group as maybe somebody that I just couldn't vibe with anymore. And I couldn't tolerate because of their lack of speaking out about issues that, you know, I think people should be very passionate about. So that was 100% my thing, because I've had people reach out and, you know, say, like, do you want to join the streaming team? I had this sweet angel. She's amazing. She's an awesome partner. Uh, she reached out to me and you know, it's still kind of waiting to hear if I want to. And I just, I love her. I know her. She's amazing. But do I know the other 14 people? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I totally get that. I think, uh, I, I was really hesitant to join a team until I just kind of stumbled across, well, I stumbled across more or less like four or five streamers I really liked and I saw they're all on the same team. And so then I was like, okay, this seems like maybe a good fit. But, uh, even then there's mm -hmm. still a lot of people on the team that I'm a part of that I don't really know very well. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that mostly because the, the reason for the team isn't necessarily like we're all best friends, but it's more just like to connect with other people that have a similar approach to streaming. But no, I know exactly what you mean. That's why I was like extremely hesitant to touch anyone because there's a bunch out there. There's also a ton of the weird pseudo esports teams that just prey on affiliates that want to do well and want to look legitimate and they'll like... You know, they have some sponsor. There'll be, you know, some shit fucking sponsor like G Fuel or whatever. And they'll they'll force all their team members to wrap their sponsors and they make all the money. I run into that a bunch. And those people target affiliates like crazy and it sucks. You hate to see it. And then there are good ones out there, obviously. But it, you have to be particular. I think it's important to be particular. Yeah, 100%. So I definitely see what you're saying, too. Like, it's... And that's another thing. If you're not going to know everybody, like that is definitely fine. I kind of like take back a little bit of that because it's different. Like what it, does the community stand for? Is Does the community claim that everybody is super close knit and like knows each other and loves each other and like we all have each other's back and then something happens? Or is it more like, hey, this is our message? Yeah. Yeah. That's and, I mean, I think, yeah. every team I think does does that somewhat differently. So, you know, I figure approaching it from a different angle, you know, uh, makes a lot of sense mm -hmm, definitely no i think that's really interesting what you brought up 100 percent. because yeah i think you know the stream team that you're talking about specifically like there is a message there and it's not like a if something does happen we're all part of this we're all part of that opinion we all feel that way like it's the personalities are kind of like different and separated and i think that's good yeah yeah yeah, I, I like that too. I like that too. And that means I don't feel obligated to be in everyone on the team's streams, but like, I, you know, it's, it's, it, it works for me because I'm also just a person that sometimes I don't want to, I like hanging out in streams, but sometimes I don't want to be on Twitch at all. You know, sometimes I want to completely disconnect from it. And I, I'm glad that like, I never feel any obligation to do so. 
Yes, I think that can be really rough too, especially being a part of a team, especially as an introvert, is you spend so much of your time creating content and being on social media and updating things that when it is kind of your time, like just off, like that's almost like you want to support your friends, you want to support the homies, but sometimes your energy bar can only take so much to where you just kind of collapse in on yourself. And if you feel like you have that obligation, it makes it a thousand times more, I'm decomposing. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, you totally get it. My uh, mm-hmm. my last question here is, as far as, well, you don't have to answer this, but what is, like, what is the why of Thug Kage, right? Like, not only the why, but uh, also, do you, I, you stream now, and I, I think, I, I believe that you really like streaming. It seems like you really like streaming. Do you see yourself, like, eventually trying to go full time or do you like, you know, do you like doing your job and streaming? What is uh yeah, what is what is the what is the journey in your mind? And that's obviously a big question. I'd expect like a comprehensive answer, but do you have something in mind for what you really want to make happen? Yeah. So, you know, and I love that, you know, during this whole podcast, this has been so this has been really serious, which is kind of a breath of fresh air from what I normally do on stream. Like this has been very like serious and just like not much like meme humor or anything like that, which is my whole personality on Twitch is just like horror, horror, (laughs) like zoom button. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's my whole thing. So it's kind of nice to just like chat and like talk about some like actual real issues. So when it comes to human. Like, conversations are extremely important and, and like kind of hard to find nowadays so yeah yeah and that's something i beat myself up with all the time like i'm like if i just sit here and have a conversation and i'm not funny at least once every 10 minutes like then i'm horrible and i'm boring like i that's one of the things that i'll overthink all the time like i have to be funny every five minutes or i'm trash i'm nothing i'm nothing duck like so Please. it's kind of nice to disengage from that and just be like you know this is cut dry and that's okay but when it comes to my streaming you know it kind of goes back to to what my name is um Doug Kage it's always a very weird thing to say to people who ask especially people at work they're like oh well what's your what's your twitch like maybe I'll check you out uh, the Kage <laughs> and like I'm, I'm sorry I'm just the Kage <laughs> yeah yeah especially but, if they don't uh if they're not familiar with the Naruto cinematic universe yeah i'm like it smells like thug cage but with a k um but that name when it's split up stands for two different things and kage of course is from naruto which when i was very 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 bullied and very depressed and very like not sure about life it had a horrible home situation and it was just a lot of things on top of each other i would watch naruto and i would kind of relate to naruto and i was like naruto's life sucks but look how happy he is like and it was like that is what i put into that character like that changed my whole perspective is i always was like well you know what like if this kid could be positive so could i like that is what i took from that so that's part of my name and the other part uh derives from my old old instagram name which was thug nasty (laughs) (laughs) since 2014 2016 somebody else took it so i had to make an underscore but and that was in middle school. I was once again getting very severely bullied and I was sitting alone at lunch and I was in the lunch line just feeling really bad and really nervous because everybody would watch me when I walked to the table alone and I just felt very ugh, anxiety ridden. And there was this group of guys in the lunch line and they were like, hey, 
are you okay? And I was like, yeah, like, you know, I'm fine. And they're like, look, we don't know much about you. Like we don't much have much time with you, but you know what? We like you. You're cool. We're going to call you thug nasty. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Forget Lauren. Okay. And every time that group of guys would see me in the hallway, they'd be like, what's up thug nasty. Like that is our thug nasty right there. You have a good day. And it was such a small, stupid thing. But it was so meaningful back then. Like every time I would see them, they would stop everything and be like, "Go, Thug Nasty, you got this next class." Like, and I it totally wasn't, get that. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't like a vile thing. Like they genuinely were being nice. So even though that name was just absolutely horrendous and hilarious, it was such a meaningful, positive part of my life that I put it into my Twitch name because that's what I want to do for other people. I want other people to feel that way. I want them to feel cared about and I want them to feel like they have something to look forward to and I want them to, you know, follow their dreams and their goals and their ambitions and not give up on any of that and just, you know, pretty much kick kick life's ass like keep going even if you do run into these obstacles and these feelings and these clicks and all the different things that you could run into like you've got this and you've got your path and I want them to have that positive space to kind of keep keep going keep 100% going and that's another reason too why I did start streaming on my brother's anniversary I think is that was a huge turning point when he passed away that is I started getting bullied right after that like it was so many negative feelings and so bad and so many years of like why did this happen like this is the reason my life sucks so kind of taking that date and turning it into something where I like to think that I can you know what he didn't get to finish like I can continue that positivity, especially now that I'm the same age as he was when he passed away. I like to think that like that keeps going through me and that positivity and that radiant energy can go to other people and those people can inspire people and we can get to a place of just, it's okay to be sad, but you still, you're going to kick life's ass, you know? That's, that's first of all, beautifully, beautifully put. And something I forget a lot. (laughs) Honestly, I, I had like, you just really kind of helped me flip a switch in my own brain of realizing like, like the, you know, with, with a group of, with the group of guys that, you know, kind of gave you, gave you the title Thug Nasty and, and like gave you kind of a, a positive uh, part of your day when maybe like life wasn't feeling so positive. I forget how much small things can mean to somebody that's in maybe not as good of a place or, or just, in, I mean, in general, how much just a, a little, a little gesture and, and like, even with streaming, you know, maybe just because you've had a conversation with someone um, that maybe made their day or maybe even made their week. Who knows? I I just, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big deal and that's really meaningful. Thank you so much. Thank you. I feel like I got a lot of different perspectives from you as well that I didn't even think about. Like from small things like, you know, stream teams and how there it might not be as scary and deep as you can think to just you know how you grew up and kind of going into that introvert personality to just like relating with how you deal with things as well it's nice it's really really nice to hear other people's experiences that you can relate with and that also just kind of made me just feel feeling good like (laughs) i'm so glad you know these podcasts for me have been I, well, it, it, I think they're valuable, at least to me, and I, I think they're valuable to other people. Some people I know like them uh, uh, because I get to have a conversation that generally is extremely human and extremely real. And it's 
I, I don't know if I can always be like that on Twitch. Sometimes I can, but I think by doing these podcasts offline, I help make the like setting more like comfortable to actually share a, a real person. You don't have to worry about chat or anything like that. And I personally, for maybe, I don't know how long in my life, maybe since late high school, I realized the thing I care about probably the most in the world is, is other people and, and genuinely having a solid conversation with other people. I, I always talk about how the reason I started smoking cigarettes is because I would go to parties and everyone was making a bunch of noise inside and playing beer pong. But if I went to the smoking area, I could just like smoke cigarettes with someone and talk to them and really get to like maybe know somebody. Yeah. And the podcast for me helped me continue on that journey of, of, of talking to people and really getting to know people. And I, I just think so many of the human beings on earth have, have so many wonderful, insightful things to share, but they maybe never get a chance to share them. Yeah. You know, and I think your podcast does kind of give that nostalgic feeling of when you would have a conversation with someone, say at like 3 a.m. and nothing is recorded and it's just you just being very open and transparent and not trying to impress someone, which I think is something that as content creators, we fall into a lot. Like every time we say anything, since we've been content creating, we feel like it has to, like, it has to hit the nail on the head. It has to be funny. It has to be entertaining rather than just sometimes like letting loose and being like, Hey, this is how I feel about this. And it might not be funny and it might just be pretty raw, but this is me talking. And I think that's kind of cool that your podcast gives that vibe because when you are so involved in social media, you lose that vibe a lot with how busy you are. I'm so, I'm really glad that that's, that's what comes across. Cause I, I definitely think that's what I ideally would look like, like for people to experience. So thank you. And thank you so much for being on. Thank you for the kind words. We're sort of, uh, approaching more or less the end of the time slot here. And I, I don't want to take up any more of your time. And truthfully speaking, I got to go live somewhat soon, but this has been really excellent. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. And I hope I didn't talk too much. <laughs> you talk, Well, I mean, you know, that's what I want you to talk a bunch. You know what I mean? So you perfect. And, and I think that everyone always says that they're like, I hope I didn't talk too much. I'm like, no, you talk the perfect amount. You know what I mean? Like I only bring people on here that I think are, are great. And so you already that. passed whatever metric you needed by just like being on, on the show. So before we go, is there anything like of course, you know, your Twitch channel that you'd like to plug, whatever you're working on, whatever you care about. Maybe it's a cause you support, whatever it is, you know. You know, I think I said the Kage so many times. It just uh, it feels vile now. <laughs> 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 I'm good. You know, just be safe. Be safe out there. And thank you so much for your time today. And I'm going to go creep on your stream. Oh, thank you. Well, I'll make, <laughs> I put all I put all the links of, you know, whoever's on the show uh, in the show notes. And I'll let you know uh, when it releases. But. Thank you so much for being on. Heck yeah. Have a kick-ass day.